Hello. Word up, James Rajewski. What's up, brother? How you doing? Dude, I've never known your last name. Am I getting that right? You were pretty close. Um, <laughs> okay. Most everyone says it, but it's a Rajewski, generally okay. Americanized version. Um, if we were in Poland, it would be Rajewski, but that's not how it ah. so, Yeah, pretend there's no W. Rajewski. Rajewski. Yeah. I like that. That sounds awesome. <laughs> sounds cooler. <laughs> what you into, brother? Uh, we don't need... Um, I mean, you're welcome to leave your camera on, but we don't yeah, need any camera. Yeah, no, it might help that. out the, the, the uh, <laughs> yeah, that's easier. <laughs> and uh, welcome to straight point, completely off talk, brother. Yeah, yeah, brother. Glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Um, thanks for being on it, really, because you know these things don't go together so easy, and we've already tried. <laughs> right. <laughs> I get a new appreciation for just the um, the actual amount of um that must go into any production you know what i mean that is successful and they have like a weekly show something like sarant live good right. fucking lord could right. only imagine. Can you imagine i mean even just like joe rogan or something but like saturday night mm-hmm. next level yeah <laughs> at any rate uh we should learn something every day you know what i just learned today what'd you learn that the, the shape of my brain has more to do with my cognitive ability than the actual numbers of um, synapses. Really? The shape? That's what they're saying, man. The shape wow. of your brain. So mold your kids' heads, like literally, I guess. Wow. But you and I are blessed because we both have these beautiful bald heads. We do have these beautiful bald heads. Must be a Michigan thing. <laughs> we you are think blessed. it's because we were formed up there, up up here, I guess? I mean, I don't know. But either way, we're still looking good with these shiny bald heads. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we keep we keep telling ourselves. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, you do. You look like a million bucks. I haven't seen you in a long time. You've pierced yeah, in definitely. Michigan. You, yeah. you, I've always known you as James the Piercer. I never knew your last name. So, yeah, but Honestly, mm-hmm. it's hard to pronounce, and I kept it out of the out of the public. Not not you know too consciously, but uh, mm-hmm. it just people slaughtered the name so much, and it was too hard to spell and pronounce. So just James was easier, <laughs> you know. Um, and being traveled coast to coast, piercing and body modification. So people. When uh, did that start? Uh, well, I've been piercing professionally since '96, uh, so um, a long time ago, twenty-seven years plus. Um, and, uh, yeah. And then within the first four or five years, I started to expand horizons into, you know, just intrigue into the body modification realm going up above and beyond a little bit than basic piercing and, uh, like scarification and these things. Yeah. Scarification, um, amputation, like cutting <laughs> limbs off all for it, you know, um, you know, but tongue splitting, ear pointing implants, uh, What's the crazier ones you've heard of? I heard of a guy that wanted, and I don't know any truth to all these things too, but that's not what this show's about. Um, so this guy <laughs> wanted to get shot with a 45 and his oh, body mod. You've heard that. Yeah, that, that's a thing. I have had people contact me to try to amputate limbs, fingers, and toes and things like that, um, which that was out of my realm. I chose against that. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, it seems like the legal like yeah, aspect I mean, of that is huge that's gigantic and they're just uh there are many levels to that but that's the primary one you know what i mean mm-hmm. and, and uh 
you know, I'm not in a position to tell people what to do with their bodies, but it just, I also don't have to be involved with something that I felt was like just a bit, you know, a bit much. Um, like I had this mother of four children married, everything's fine. And now uh, like bugging me, her and her husband, like harassing my inbox for like a year, trying to pay me outrageous amounts of money to amputate her first finger. And, uh, I'm like, you're going to need that. You know, that's a pretty important digit. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, but they, uh, you know, they went through with it anyway. They told me all about it. Um, they uh, is it kind of sometimes when when you talk to somebody about a tattoo and you guys get together, like we let's do this, and it never ends up happening. They get it done by another artist, and then yeah. they'll bring it back almost to show it off. Was it like that or something? Well, it's maybe something like that. They didn't have someone else do it. I don't know if they told me this because, like, as if I would have been proud, which I wasn't. <laughs> uh, but uh, they did it themselves. Oh. Uh, they put down a bottle of Jack Daniels and took a cleaver and uh -huh. he did it, took her finger in their damn kitchen and then had a, you know, had fabricated some story that already before they started drinking of what they were going to tell them in the emergency room and just chopped her finger and had them sew it up and uh, did it anyway. <laughs> so that was a pretty intense thing that I was. Oh, um, my God. Glad to not I, be a part I, of. Did you ask any <laughs> questions? You probably didn't want to. Here's no, like I a fucking just, that, less that, than that, talk. All I needed to hear. I was like, okay, well, happy healing. You know, <laughs> bye. <laughs> happy healing. I want to know more. I want to know like how the, because if you do it with a cleaver, there's a good chance that that finger is going to be able to be sewn back on. So, but well, they didn't they give did. a fuck, they so they didn't bring it with them. Right? Uh, yeah, what? they that must have been part of the story, I guess. Somehow they lost the finger, right? Because they would have totally mm -hmm. been able to. In short time like that, they absolutely would have been able to. So. <laughs> That'd be hilarious if they did just put it in like a box and then they just open up and be like, dude, I put it here. I swear. Oh, man. Oh. Where, who, where'd you put the finger? <laughs> oh, well, I guess just sew it up. Man, it's kind of hot. <laughs> Why? Right. What was their fucking weird? Uh, they, what? She just felt like, you know, like anybody that feels they need to be something are becoming it these days, you know, with uh, all the mm -hmm. alterations of bodies and such. Um, and genders and everything too and she just felt like a part of her body like that was an unneeded part of her body like <sighs> she didn't somehow energetically flow with her her well-being and state of peace and needed to remove it and uh, and you've had no contact since i I really want to do the follow-up and see if just everything in her life has improved or <laughs> <laughs> i wonder i mean that's been about a good decade or something they were they were from michigan too actually um but um and then when i lived in la um big community in san francisco um a big uh, it was actually a, a gay men community and they had a fetish community is what it was and mm -hmm. their primary fetish was to have toes removed and they offered me outrageous amounts of money to come to san francisco and remove toes for people which i didn't do either but um <laughs> this is distressing to me it shouldn't be i'm sure no it's, no but like it doesn't affect my I life mean, at all i but th I, there are people that are like i'm better what if, does it ever get to the part where where people, I guess they are. There's probably people out there seeking lobotomies, right? I just want to find somebody to do an amateur lobotomy on me. Right? Yeah, it's cheaper than Xanax. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> One time, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure people are trying to do anything to themselves these days, but because that guy wanted to get shot, you know? So, mm -hmm. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, you know, more power to them. And if they can, if they, I, I don't know, I'm kind of proud of this. I want to call them a crazy couple. But yeah, I'm kind of proud in their in their, you know, even against oh, better judgment and professional advice, 
these, you know, not that I'm yeah. saying it's a good thing. No, but, but still, there's. I get that. I get that. I get what you're saying. I, I mean, there's 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 something to be said about that due diligence they had. They're like, this is happening. <laughs> yeah. Whether it's a bottle of Jack to do it or not, we're doing this. <laughs> they followed Man. through. No, you gotta gotta always give respect for a follow through. So <laughs> and and the the I don't know, so so as a piercer, I guess you're riding that that fringe, right? You're right on the fence. Uh, in between, obviously, you've chosen not to do amputations, but you're yeah. being sought for. Yeah. So yeah, you might know the fringe, I guess, better than many of us. Is body modification, is tattoos? That's pretty freaking normal nowadays. Yeah, it, it's so normal. You know, you and I've been in this industry for decades now, so we've watched it evolve and change. You know what I mean, and grow like exponentially. And uh, yeah, I mean, even body modifications becoming more commonplace. I just uh, actually just as of a few weeks ago opened a private studio um, here in Massachusetts, where I live now, and. Uh, for body What's the name? Temple Adorn. Um, I literally okay. just opened its social networking pages like last night and middle of building website, but I opened the door as a lease. And I mean, I've only been in mass for so long and I haven't done much for body mod work here. I've mostly been piercing. And um, uh, I can't believe how many people are knocking on my door already, really ready, lined up. I'm, Has uh, that been your, your tongue split now than they used to? You know what I mean? Uh, things like that. They want what? You say their tongue splitting? Tongue splitting's just becoming oddly like acceptable and not mm-hmm. not to the level of a tongue piercing. But like, I can't believe how many people say opposed to five years ago, seven years ago, um, are didn't intrigued with just that. I mean, that's a you know anything I do is a pretty extreme level, and I was used to it being very underground for so long. So I've had to learn to evolve and keep up with the times too. Being in that fringe, it's not so fringe anymore. You know. <laughs> <laughs> the mainstream of piercing. Yep, yep, yep. Does, so how many covers have you been on then? Uh, That's a real question. You're taking that, huh? Yeah. You've been so, on Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, like magazines, a few, you know, I've had a handful of mm-hmm. feature articles and all the good stuff, you know. Um, been right. in, you know. Rolling Stone ain't, ain't knocked down your door yet. Though. Not yet, not yet. I did make it in Teen Vogue magazine, which is pretty funny because I Are was, you uh, serious? Yeah, yeah, I've been in a lot. When I lived in LA, I was the most sought after piercer in Los Angeles for years. So, like, every year they have the, you know, like best shops and piercers and all this thing. And LA is a haven for everybody wants mm-hmm. to develop everything. And then everybody finds that person. And well, let's I, stop for a second. I, I got to, because you, what you're saying actually is bigger than we're wanting to, than we're letting it, because LA is huge for piercing. Am I wrong? Yes. It's, okay, well, yeah. and then you were probably. one of the most sought after, or the most sought after. Probably piercer. the most. Yeah, I mean, I won every year from the first year I lived there. I won every year, every like LA's hot list, Yelp review, you know, everything like that. Everything mm-hmm. that had voting for the best piercer in Los Angeles, I won it every year I lived there. Yeah. So Beautiful. then my clientele followed suit, so I started to become the celebrity go-to guy. So I pierced a quite a handful of celebrities and stuff, and became friends with a handful and stuff you know um what's that like i mean that's got to be what most people myself even sometimes not that i have so many people i would mark out over but fucking like john stewart man that guy's awesome yeah Um, right there's a handful i didn't get to meet some of my faves you know because not necessarily mm -hmm. anything but uh um yeah no it was uh who'd you get to meet uh quite a few people i mean like 
Nobody uh, you want to. I guess. I guess actually, so, private confidentiality yeah, I mean, is a big part of it. There's some job. that are confidential because I definitely mm-hmm. pierced a lot of confidential parts on people that I can't let be known because of who they are. Ryan uh, Gosling's got his gooch done, doesn't he? <laughs> no, but um, like I was interviewed for uh, <laughs> like if you look up Penis Gate, <laughs> um, it's uh-huh. a it's a whole concept of when Lenny Kravitz let it be known that his Prince Albert was pierced. I didn't even pierce it. Um, I was his go-to guy. He referred people to me like um, okay. Diana Ross's son, right? Like he came to me and he said, Lenny Kravitz spoke highly of me and stuff. And I, I never pierced him, but I was the one interviewed regarding his penis piercing. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there's a big article. And if you look up, if you do like a hashtag penis gate or anything like that, my name comes along with it. And Lenny Kravitz, <laughs> which is pretty funny. Penis um, gate. Cause there was some kind of scandal around this too. Yeah, I guess there was. Yeah, it was a thing. I I kind of missed it. I wasn't, you know, I don't really watch that much. What he get, that much he got kicked out of the church? <laughs> Something. I mean, it was, you know, anytime. You're like, oh, you can't play rock and roll music anymore. <laughs> we heard you have your penis pierced. <laughs> right. Unacceptable. You are not <clears throat> top 40 anymore. That's um, awesome. Do you got to meet him, though? No, no, I didn't. Oh, get damn to it. I only communicated with him online and stuff like that. And that was it. Um. But like Miley Cyrus was a prominent person. The whole family, the whole Cyrus family actually were huge regulars of mine. Like I pierced Billy Ray even like one day, the, almost the whole family came in. I pierced even the sisters. No one knows that didn't make it popular. Noah, uh-huh. the young, I gave her every piercing she's ever had. Even her first piercings it was interesting. Uh, Cause like she was probably 13 or 14 when I first pierced her. And then, uh, by the time she was 19, I'm still piercing. We're buddies. I still have her cell. She, she texts me every now and then since I've moved here, wishing I'd come back to pierce her and stuff. And then, uh-huh. uh, but then it was awkward because 19, she come in and wanted her nipples pierced. And I felt like a creepy uncle. And I was like, oh, no, I've known you. You know, she's still 13 to me. So it was like, awkward. Right. <laughs> like, you're putting me in the spot, girl. <laughs> but I bet, though, once you, you get the gloves on and everything, it'd be kind of comes antiseptic am i right yeah then it, then it was it was the idea but once we were in motion mm-hmm. it was fine, you know but yep. um, exactly it becomes very very neutral i um, think even as a tattoo artist you kind of feel that because like some dude will come in you have no fucking problem because it's your job but he exactly. there's this weird awkwardness of like uh where he knows you're gonna touch him and that's gonna be <laughs> weird for, you know yeah, like like literally, I'll pull a chair up and put an armrest out, right? And they'll like move the chair about three inches away from me, and then sit down on it. And you're like, okay, I need to stand up. I'll move the chair back, sit back down. Yeah, no, we're getting close, bro. Yeah, it's gonna be personal, buddy. Yeah, it's gonna coffee. be personal. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. You're gonna. Well, that... We're gonna know each other's musks and. Um... <laughs> um, this is yeah, some it's... kind of dream for a lot of people. <laughs> what was it like living it? I mean, uh, it was uh, it was pretty awesome. You know what I mean? LA is a very toxic place, of course. I mean, it is a haven for all this terrible and you know um, vanity to its finest and things like that. So I mean, it gets is you. Is that a what bit. we? Uh, what makes us change and leave to Massachusetts? Then? Ah, uh, because I got uh, just overwhelmed with that lifestyle, and then you there's so much toxic life and you don't realize you it changes you la is is like there's a thing i've noticed my ex that i that's how i ended up massachusetts a girl i started dating there is from massachusetts and when we left we came back here and um and then broke up you know (laughs) but (laughs) i I like her um but um you know we you get you get caught up the the 
the party, the chaos, the, the, the stardom, because like, I mean, I've got to go hang out like with Danny Carey, the drummer of tool, right? Like one of my okay. favorite drummers, favorite bands, you know, I got Amazing. to go out after hours in his, in his private studio. We're in his recording studio where they recorded, uh, the album Enema and stuff. I mean, I got to hang out there after a bar club, you know what I mean? Like, so wow, it's fun, but like it gets dangerous. Like, um, how, just how so drugs and alcohol and stuff, you know what I mean? Cause okay. the party has to stop there and stuff. So like, and, uh, you know, I've had my bounce. Would like, you not be accepted if you were to turn down the drug and alcohol? Uh, you would be, but you would, you would definitely, um, not be in as many circles. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, yeah. People but, would uh, feel like a judgment of their own behaviors and then well, that's and no one wants that and that's why misery loves company you know what i mean you want <laughs> people at your own frequency you know i do um, right <laughs> yeah, but, um, yeah. that's why yeah. everybody wants you to get drunk when, and you're just like but you all look so dumb you're you're acting so foolish right, right. <laughs> now if you're drunk with them then they're like this is the best time of my fucking life ever this is how it should time. be always yeah. always so his moving to Massachusetts come with more sober living too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I cleaned myself up uh, there and I just knew it was time. And um, um, I mean, I don't drink at all anymore and I don't do anything, um, you know, uh, nothing really. <laughs> um, but uh, no, I just, I mean, I've always been in tune with like nature and a, a positive living as best I can. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I lost sight of some of those things being influenced from the Los Angeles scene. And um, so I'm getting back into myself and flourishing in other areas now here. Um, Do you think that's a, 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 what is it? You think that's just L.A. or Hollywood or, or that well, there is a lot of that for every industry, too? There is in every industry. And I think any major city is going to be a major hub for that. But L.A. is just like the heart of it. You know what I mean? It is mm -hmm. the throbbing main nerve of all of that. So um, it's, uh, you know, one great big festering neon distraction. Exactly. Well said. Choice. Well, it's it's, it's Maynard. Yeah, right? no, that's like tool. Said, well said. That's, 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 OK, like, we just talked about tool. I was like, oh, nice. Good job. Love that. Good job. Dude, uh, <laughs> but so you met tools drummer. In oh, LA, in and he stuff. lives in LA. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And they write this song outside of LA. Yeah, but about Arizona Bay, <laughs> in the <laughs> idea that LA would be wiped clean. So right. how does how does he feel? I mean, did it? Did he seem to have Maynard's sentiments or that song's sentiments as well for this? Not uh, much. I mean, even Maynard himself lives in Arizona. <laughs> well, about right. Yeah, 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 I thought he lived in Texas, but I no, exactly that. In, uh, he, Jerome, Arizona. Actually, I've been to his uh, private store for his solo group, Christopher. Um, uh -huh. it, it, he lives outside of there with his vineyard. He has a vineyard, Caduceus Wines. Um, and uh, Did you get to meet Maynard as well. No, I didn't actually. Um, it was there was potential for it, but um, but no, I met a lot of cool people. Like <laughs> Glenn Danzig was on every corner. I saw that guy every other week. He was just always at whatever <laughs> local bar and stuff like. Well, Stelios like, uh, would fucking love that, man. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, and then Ron Jeremy was everywhere. He was a miserable pig. <laughs> yeah, I've I've heard as such. People really idolize him, and then anybody that's been kind of around him, I generally hear they're like, "Nah." Oh, he's gross. Yeah, he just be dirty, like dirty, like actual stains, dirty gray sweatpants with like a sloppy white wife beater shirt on, at just like at the Rainbow Room, hanging out, just giving zero fucks, you know. 
Now, what is, I should probably know what the Rainbow Room is, but that's is that some super rock cl- rocker club? Like, uh, you know, okay. you got to hang out there and stuff like that. I actually won the best costume contest at that place one year for Halloween. Um, What'd you dress as? I was like this crazy devil thing, of course, seemed appropriate at the time, but like just giant horns and all this nuts. And my ex at the time um, also was a special effects makeup artist. So, you know, oh, that I didn't a, hurt. I, that kind of helped. <laughs> yeah. So she um, felt more proud about your oh, win, worried, maybe, than you. Yeah, so we yeah. both won. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was, right. She still talks about it. I won yeah. the, well, I wasn't wearing that, but, <laughs> but my, yeah, she won it technically. Yeah. Well, who kept who keeps the trophy in the breakup then? <laughs> she, Have you figured that one out? They all, you know how that goes. The girls always. Yeah. Say oh well, also the artist, right? I mean, if it was a that, tattoo that, or a piercing, the artist, I mean, that was yeah, that was appropriate. She earned it. <laughs> Good on her. We're proud of you, girl. And, and you, um. So now Massachusetts, though, what's yeah. the vibe change there? It's it's huge. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> what probably, part of mass are you in i'm just about an hour outside of boston 45 minutes okay. or so um i lived uh, i worked in cambridge boston there uh heart rate in harvard square when i first moved here uh it was uh like it was piercing like harvard and mit kids which was quite a change because you figure these are scholastic old money kids uh-huh. that are definitely going to you know be a politician or something to that effect someday and so my demographic changed drastically. Um, <laughs> Did the piercings also change, like uh, what people were getting then? Yeah, my yeah. job got really boring for a while. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, did uh, you, yeah. you get to know these people still, though. Isn't it a nice little weird contrast from from people in L.A. to, uh, I don't know, future yacht club owners? Yes, it was so, I mean, and I've been all over, I've pierced in almost every single state, you know, I mean, I've lived in 11 states, but like, uh, and I have students in like 40 something of them, but, uh, Good Lord. but like this was the, the extremity of the change because I'd been in LA so long. So, so acclimated to that, that when I moved here, I mean, you can't, I mean, this is as 180 as you can get from Los Angeles. The people here are completely conservative and very different there. It's everybody's free and vanity and your looks and everything else are some of the most important things people hear it's like the um, function and humbleness and uh, our priorities vanity is not on the agenda at all um especially with people as piercing so i had you know very eccentric crazy wild stuff i was doing in los angeles and here it was like um having totally different chats with people that are like you know like little science nerds from mit and stuff like that which is great though because i'm quite well you're not not a nerd yourself so it was actually (laughs) not yeah Um, i'm catching hold up for a second if you will i think i've got some kind of audio going on here candy do you hear anything are are you on speaker or are you on a, a handheld you both sound great okay never mind it, it okay. sometimes my ear gets a little canny, but I want us like like literal tin can, but I want to make sure that that wasn't coming off on the recording. Okay, we're clear. Yes, sir. Okay. Sorry, cool. sorry for messing up any flow there. What what oh, were you not... telling me about? Do I do uh, I recall the? <laughs> oh, Massachusetts people just just adapting. Mm. Uh, like I said, I was piercing. You know, very eccentric, creative, unique. 
um, stuff on LA. Yeah, and, I kind of want to keep talking about LA, I guess. Is that the same? <laughs> but you feel great in Massachusetts. I do. It took but me a minute. It seems though. so it interesting hard. in LA. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was oh. so intriguing. LA was magic and intriguing, and I definitely miss parts of it and stuff, but the pros don't outweigh the cons for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? To move back or anything? Because I mean, I still have people today. It's been about three years now, and I still have people contact me semi-regularly to see when I'm coming back. Um, which, you know, I'll go visit for a week or two and do some guest spots or something, but um, I haven't gone back at all yet, actually, and uh, I'm going to go this summer. I think it's time, but yeah, adapting was tough, mm-hmm. though. Like, I miss a lot of it, but it's also like, you know, I was a little younger and just a different mentality. I've evolved how, myself how, quite a bit. How old are you, James? I'm 44. Okay. That's pretty sure um, you're around my age. You're a bit yeah, younger. Yeah. Yeah, but but yeah, and that's uh, it was. Now you're looking towards the future. You got to be mm-hmm. a little bit. I've lived uh, a phenomenal life. I've toured. I've done crazy things. I've been on. You know, I lived in L.A. We've heard that. I've been on. You know, I toured the country doing suspension performance work, teaching courses at conventions, working conventions on that circuit, teaching. I mean, I've taught out of. I mean, I have students in probably like 49 states. I think at this point, and like. Oh wow. So, and I've been around, I've done the damn thing. I've done huge epic shows. I mean, I've been on America's Got Talent. They paid me to go on there and do suspension work back in like 20. They paid you? Yeah, that, that their whole thing's a big sham too. None of that reality TV is really that real. A lot of oh, let's dish on it. Yeah, yeah. So for sure, guys, I did a lot of Hollywood stuff. I've been in some films and mm-hmm. uh, Eric Andre show. I did suspension on the Eric, a comedy suspension on the Eric Andre show, which was pretty funny. Oh my God. I I'll got it. I got it. Yeah, you can find it. You can find it. I'm swinging around from hooks with a saxophone, acting like I'm playing it. And then, like, another part of him shoveling Chips Ahoy cookies in my mouth. They just gave me random shit to do because <laughs> you're just random. hanging there in, yeah. the, in, in, this, in the rafters yep, while exactly. they're filming. Mm-hmm. And they don't know how to make a show, so they just make a show. Genius. Yeah, they just put weird shit together. Yeah, like, they wanted me what to look that like? normal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they wanted me to look normal just to make it more ridiculous that I'm hanging from hooks. So they spent seven hours in makeup to cover all of my tech. Cause my shirt's off. So waist up, you mm. know, my back all done. My whole body's tattooed. Yeah. seven hours of makeup to cover my tattoos and remove all my piercings. That was weird to see me like that, by the way, uh-huh. that's weird to see myself completely tattooless. Cause they did a great job. Like uh-huh. nothing. My whole head tattoo, you know, these iconic yeah. symbols on my body were all gone. Um, what, what did it make you, did it give you any, um, did you miss your tattooed <laughs> self or did you, it make I you kind of no, long I, for your old body? No, I, I didn't miss, I didn't miss the clean look. I'll tell you that. I didn't hate seeing myself like that. I just observed it as interesting. I was like, mm. well, that's, that's what I, that's how I would look if I didn't do this, huh? Oh. If I was an accountant, pop it up, pop, this is what I do. Oh, did I miss you? Are you there? Poop, poop, poop. Candy, I can't hear if you can. Sometimes my phone does it. Start video mute. Sometimes we might have to reset. I can hear you. Okay, I can hear you now. I'm sorry. Give me a pause okay. here. Okay. One. All right, there we go. Uh, that's just uh, so Candy can find it and edit any. Um, okay. So you're filming Eric Andre. You- your tattoos are covered up. You look yeah. like your normal self. And they're 
I don't. I mean, that's what is that like? Isn't that like um, I, watching the show itself feels like it's dangerous? <laughs> it's ridiculous. The show is completely obnoxious. Yeah, he was okay. interviewing Instagram's hottest models, and I was swinging from hooks in the background. What was he asking these these models? Doing his thing, like so. I was to be his boss while hanging from hooks, playing a saxophone while he's interviewing Instagram's hottest girls. So. It was <laughs> quite the show. Um, Sorry for the silence. I keep having technical difficulties. I can only oh. imagine. Um, but let's let's uh, tell me of, if you don't mind, uh, mm-hmm. how then that compares to being on America's. You said it was Mer- like uh, America's, America's most. Was very scripted. Yeah. They, they just saw my YouTube work and thought I was quite an epic thing and wanted to have it on there. Like some of the crazy people you see on that show that you're like, there's no way. You know, like a lot of these people were there wasn't a way they they didn't actually try out. You know what I mean? They just found them online somewhere because they do some weird sideshow act or some has some crazy talent. And then they'll pay him to be on there and act like they tried out. I didn't try out. I've never even watched the show. <laughs> and, uh, and they gave me, you know, a nice chunk of money flew me and my girlfriend at the time. Because my girlfriend at the time, we did shows together. So that was a very marketable thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was a really how well-known. far did. Did you make it? Did they decide that you didn't have talent then? Yeah, no, it was just the one episode. It was kind of planned to be that anyway. So, um, but you know, it was like a Howard well, they, Stern, Howard Mandel, Heidi Klum, and um, I forget her name, Scary Spice Girl. Um, <laughs> but uh, they were the judges. The scary Spice. She used to yeah. date uh, Eddie Murphy. Yeah, yeah. I think she was dating him when he got his dick sucked by a trance. Probably, yeah, yeah. That would make sense. She seemed bitter. I could be wrong. <laughs> she seemed bitter. What yeah. did you did? What was your interactions with them? I mean, you're 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 sixty feet away at most most. Yeah, you I don't usually talk even talk, right? Person. Howard Stern was sitting on my girlfriend. They thought Heidi Klum was a fan, actually, which was crazy. She's the one I thought would be most turned off, but she wasn't. Uh, Scary Spice was actually the most turned off, which is I found irony because she was the pierced girl from the Spice yes. Girls, and then she was the one that was the most turned off by. <laughs> hmm. uh, but um yeah nick cannon the dude you know the guy the the mc guy that's on the stage talking to everybody he was pretty hilarious like when i was done with the show he walked up handed me a band-aid you know i got like 10 holes in my body <laughs> be a tiny little band-aid to be funny like you you might need this buddy that's <laughs> funny but um yeah that was an interesting experience though to say the least uh yeah it was fun it was just something i did you know i have a lot of those things like i uh Worked with Rob Zombie at the All American Nightmare Tour and did uh, did sideshow freak show skewering and stuff like that at his huge uh, All American Nightmare. Just on stage while he's playing, or or as on some a side other stage of my own actually while he was playing, and then also during the event because it's a huge Halloween thing. So um, we were out in the crowd interacting with people, and then we were on stage at different points. It was an entire. A big, huge production. I mean, it's gigantic. It takes up like a city block. It's the, the biggest, it's one of the scariest uh, haunted house attractions and stuff. And then they have this almost more like a festival, like with bands playing all through the day. So it was all these top-notch, awesome bands. And Rob Zombie is the headliner. And we were on a side stage doing crazy shit while he was playing, like so, b- b- an accent to him. You know what I mean? Basically, yeah. 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 You're not doing um, dialogue or anything or interacting in that at that time. No, no, just just stabbing myself for people in front of them doing crazy shit, you know. Um, yeah, but uh, breaking their minds, 
Yep. Yep. Uh, There's a girl that um, and it still it still freaks me out and it makes me do. I kind of feel underneath my chin there, and there's that hollow point, right, mm-hmm. right, right behind your chin. Mm-hmm. You must know people there pierce that spot oh, I've done that. through I their did. mouth. I've done that many times. That's the lower mandible. Yeah, I have did that. Uh, I think I did that on America's Got Talent, if I'm not mistaken. That was one of the things. Yeah, I'll take a. I'll take like a 14 inch skewer, like eight gauge too. So fairly thick <clears throat> mm-hmm. um, that I, I taper on myself. So that way what happens is, as I pierce it through, it stretches open, but that stresses the tissue. So that, that way, when I remove it, because it's stressed, by it'll stress, inflame and it'll, not it'll tighten right back up immediately. Like I've done skewers through my chief probably 60, 70 times. And I don't even have a visible scar from it. Except is that how you got those, those dimples? The dimples are real. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I did pierce them, but th- th- I just had piercings in those. But when I stuck the skewer through, I made a new hole every time. Those that was different. So it uh, seems. How, what's the pain involved with the lower mandible? Ah, uh, it's more frightening than painful. <laughs> it's just very mm-hmm. stressful. It's very. I think awkward. that's a large part. Like I've you know broken bone before. I chipped a tooth. Um, there's sometimes when you do something that you're like, oh, that's gonna last forever. Yeah, and I there's like, like a a gut <laughs> wrench punch, you know, like yeah, yeah it, it's associated. <laughs> it, it, you feel that every time, or do you uh, get... kind of like that might be long term damage? Yeah, um, but luckily <laughs> I know the anatomy wonderfully, so um, because there's some major vessel and nerve clusters that run through there under your lower mandible that control your tongue and all sorts of major things right there, and you can feel it. Like if you were to stick your thumb underneath and reach your like finger into your under your tongue there and squeeze down you know mm-hmm. it's that soft lower palate and you can feel like tendons and other things that matter that give you your f- function and motion and i literally what i do before i skewer i reach in with my finger and thumb like that and i shift the whole cluster over out of the way and then i yeah. shove it so luckily i've been able to manipulate my body a little bit to do that but it's still frightening because you can feel it crunching through some layers and you're like i'm definitely putting a needle giant thick needle through parts that probably shouldn't be doing that too um but it's all fine in the end you know (laughs) what oh man what what was your first i mean you when did you start doing performance i guess Um, with with this because that's not a piercing that you were ever going to walk around with so you didn't do that like you know what? i'd really like to have a big hoop going out of my mouth and make it impossible to eat i don't want to close my mouth again fuck that um, no, 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 that was I, definitely a performance piercing. Yeah, yeah. And when was that? Two thousand and when? Um, that the the time I did that was probably twenty fourteen for that one. But I mean, I've been doing performance piercing myself, mm-hmm. suspension, mostly suspension. The other things are just accents to it. Um, but since like two thousand five, um, didn't I you think do I'm, tug I'm, of war too? Am I wrong? Yeah, often. Yeah, I've done that okay. many many. I mean, right, where you pierce it. your back up and then a, you have some and you weren't especially when i met you you're a lot bigger now you filled out i guess yeah, yeah when i, I met you i think you were maybe yeah, yeah. 150 yeah i was about a buck 50 now i'm closer to about buck 90 yeah i hit the gym and stopped the bar is what happened <laughs> okay so yeah. in la you were still about a buck 50 and this maybe, healthy lifestyle is kind of new maybe 160 170 at most you know um but yeah. uh probably 160 ish and then um I started working out once I cleaned my act up in LA before I moved here the last six months. And then I was well, just, now you look like you'd be a more formidable challenge for some of these guys I see in the tug, the of, tug war. of war. Yeah. 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 Well, but you used more. to beat big, big guys. 
I did huge dudes, like 300 pound dudes, because that battle's not about strength. It's about pain tolerance. And that's why I could always win that one. So, um, <laughs> now I had the big guy tugging me around, pulling me around like mm -hmm. a freaking rag doll, but in the end, he'd be the one that tapped out. <laughs> so what, uh, just because you could endure it longer, what, where do you get, what do you find the strength to do that? I mean, it's entirely in your mind. You know what I mean? Like pain and pleasure are completely received in the same exact center of your brain. And, um, I mean, I guess that's what got me into it is to have, the, I was more intrigued in my youth with like, um, people doing rites of passage, like old Okipa, Lakota or uh, mm -hmm. Sundance rituals doing, doing the, you know, suspending from their chest, the native American tribes or like firewalking, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? All the different yeah. cultures, did other obscure things. And that was always intriguing me watching them push the limp, the limits and boundaries of the human body that intrigued me i didn't need um like attention or bragging rights for it that came with it because of what i did and then i turned it into shows obviously um mm -hmm. but um it was to have that mental capacity control that's how i ended up piercing myself i just started piercing myself when i was younger in the early 90s in northern michigan where no one was doing that but i just did it because i wanted to know i could handle it and i wanted to have that self-control to be stronger than my body you know in my mind and that's been the whole the whole run it's really the whole it seems whole like career. it would be a spiritual thing then to a yeah, sorts because uh your your spirit is kind of what you're counting on to get you through that right spirit more so than mind actually that's i, I will uh, uh well said and that's so how like does that leave you spiritually now. i've never known you'd be the most religious guy but i would say no, that you probably I've been a very spiritually in tune person, but I lost sight of it for a while in my career and just being caught up in the, in the hubbub of every day and all the things I was doing. And that's what I'm getting caught back up in. in all that sin at LA. Exactly. Exactly. And then, well, you know, what I do, it turns you, you end up working at fetish clubs and doing things like that, doing shows and stuff like that. So, I mean, you, I'm in the dirty underbelly of, of deviance. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's a huge, that's a huge demographic for that for doing that stuff. And so that's what I ended up. That's how I made money doing, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But for me, like doing a suspension, like I was in grass Valley in California on top of a mountain suspending from a tree at 39 degrees with nothing on, but some like thin, like harem pant things. And it was gorgeous. You know, like I've been in I've 39 been in degrees. Like, yeah. Yeah. And I felt nothing. I was flawless because I can overcome the pain. And once you finally surrender and stop fighting it, then you mm. stop feeling it. And I mean, I've been in the air for hours and I'll swing around like I'm like a monkey, you know what I mean? And uh, like, you reach states of Nirvana then and entirely. And I've left my body. I had an, I had at a convention actually in Michigan way back. This is a uh, probably Oh six or Oh seven, maybe. Um, I suspended a Lotus style, you know, where your legs are crossed, like you're meditating basically, you know, Mm -hmm. And they put me up on the stage and I just checked out. I left my body. I didn't even know I was I was while you were suspended. Anymore. While I was there, my eyes are closed. I mean, there's pictures of me and everything. And they they had to like bring me back. Like, James, James, time to get down now. You've been up for hours. I was like, what? No clue, no memory. I mean, to my knowledge, I was up for 20 minutes, but it did you see yourself when you left your body at all? I didn't in that. I had on some hallucinogens okay. before, but but okay. yeah, I mean, uh, well, I've heard of that, even airline or not or not airline pilots, but fighter pilots um, that hit in certain speeds and they 
lose they they have out of body experience became a very common thing with them where they would view themselves they could right, see them perfect. flying the plane that's crazy yeah i've actually but, heard but, that before when when you've had hallucinogenics with piercings or or whatnot you have also then kind of seen yourself in in a in a, in a manner yeah exactly yeah within i mean i was able to observe myself up from outside like i was a i was a bystander to my own body you know what I mean? Right. See, I was I I never did any transcendental stuff, I guess. But um, it's curious, probably to everybody. To me, it's really curious because, especially if if you went to Spain or you went to China or Japan or something, India, in your transcendental meditation or whatever, eh, maybe right. you did, maybe you didn't. Right? Sure, it <laughs> seems so right. real. Whatever. Right. But if you see yourself doing then i'm like okay now now there must be something to it that oh, that uh <laughs> i guess that's why i, I, I even differentiate you and not that i think i'm sure there's a study that's gonna be like you're an idiot kyle most of them do my, my son shows them to me on googles all the time it's like oh right. you're but um how how does that become addictive well in a way i mean you get a sensation that takes you outside of yourself and so i mean after some time you haven't had that sensation do you be like i need to suspend again or i need to like i need a fix you know what i mean but like um it's almost more of a therapeutic thing to where like it's time to do that again and i can reset my state of equilibrium in myself a little bit because it teaches you surrender and that's a huge thing that none of us are good at um, okay. to allow ourselves to be vulnerable and that's really the strongest thing anyone can do is to surrender and allow vulnerability you know really that that takes more than anything and that's one of the hardest things for people to do self-control and allowance and acceptance and when you're at not you're at the whim of your own sensation and pain only you can't put your foot on the ground and make the pain go away you're off the ground you have to accept it and if you fight it people fight because you know i i do a lot of first timers and stuff like that and you know, I have a good long talk. I, I'm their safe space during it. You know what I mean? I'm their mm -hmm. guru. And, um, you know, I have a, a talk on where their mental state should try to be. And we help them achieve that, even if it's through meditation or whatever else, um, the best we can. Now, not always do they succeed, though, because not everyone can let go. And that's the only way that you're going to succeed at it is because if you fight the pain, you feel the pain, the pain fights back and you, 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 you're not going to win. So like some people are up for seconds and like, that's it done. Get me down now. And so like, there are people have had to just grab their body and lift them. So there's no tension on the hooks until we could take the hoist down, you know? Oh, um, they were yeah, really freaking not, out that bad. Not handle it. Yeah, 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 for sure. So once you stop the fight and accept it and surrender to it, it I've goes seen away. a lot of suspensions. <laughs> I have not seen anybody give up quickly. No, probably not. You see a lot of people that perform and do it. That's why, you know, and first timers, when there's a crowd, it's easier because our egos are that strong. That's actually okay. what that, not surrender. That's ego. I have to do this because people are watching. So people Shanghai, can alone. I'm sorry. Um, Shanghai Kate used to, uh, not, she wasn't a fan of watching suspensions and I'd talk to her about it and she felt that it was more a spiritual thing and shouldn't be shared like that. I, I, I never wanted to make a judgment on that because I think 
you know, things are things, right? Yeah, so, I can see I can see all, all angles of that and, and justify all of them. So I, I respect that stance. That's actually kind of what I'm leaning towards more now. And if I do do a performance, it's going to be more spiritually based instead of more like fetish-like based, like a lot of my stuff is. So that's okay. to be... Uh, when it's fetish, uh, it's also probably more shock oriented then shock and show and you know some people really get turned on by it you know i mean we did i did bloodletting on a stage at a fetish club in north carolina like just tapped some vessels on my girlfriend with some large gauge needles and let her bleed out a little bit like people were so turned on i mean there were people that probably had orgasms in the crowd you know so there's that aspect too you know um you've seen some shit man i've seen it done some shit man yeah um <laughs> you well you've seen some shit that people um wouldn't i mean i wouldn't even have figured it this but more more about like okay i guess someone did this but i don't you've seen people that get and possibly even have an orgasm in a crowd by watching somebody bleed yeah and, and oh, absolutely. i can only imagine so much else <laughs> it's it yeah. just it, it seems <laughs> mind-boggling I, I don't know. I shouldn't be mind boggled. I saw a video once where this dude gets punched in his, his scrotum. Oh, <laughs> it's not it. a video I'd normally watch. You love it. You've seen it. You got it on your phone. Oh, I think Carl showed it to me. I could of be wrong. This guy, yeah, he's punched <laughs> and he goes from flaccid to erect until um, shooting come in like seconds yeah. from getting punched repeatedly, like uppercut. Yeah, shit that would put us on the ground crying in misery. Dude, right? I watch MMA religiously, right? right. And these guys got five minutes for everyone like that. This guy, that's he should be an MMA fighter. Right. I just figured like, it you out. Can take a hit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and maybe even like it. Like right. maybe he should start his own sport. You're like, no, right. when you fight him, you guys be running careful around nuts. punching each other. <laughs> yeah. He's like, no, I'm loving it, man. I'm ready. Ref's like, you need five? No. Uh, five, no, five. What are you talking about? Hit me again. <laughs> Kick me in the Jimmy. Right. <laughs> Kick me in the Jimmy. <laughs> so you um, but the, these are people that you might have even I mean, not that oh, person. No, that, said, but, those are scenes I was involved in and stuff. Like, yes. I didn't even personally identify with a lot of it. Mm -hmm. um, like, I don't get off on many of that stuff. You know what I mean? I am capable of doing that stuff, though. And that's, you know, and my, my girlfriend at the time was more involved in the fetish scene a little bit, too. So, I mean, you know, that was part of it also. Um, mm -hmm. And we did most things. We were quite a thing of a, of a couple going a around. Duo. Yeah. And, um so, um, but yeah, no, that wasn't my thing, but I've seen, I've seen some shit, but it's, it's funny where things go. Like, like now that I'm here in a calmer state, I'm back onto my more spiritual path, I guess. And, uh, and tuning, you know, I'm more in nature than anything these days and, um, work at an awesome studio. Yeah. 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 That sounds real exciting. Tell me about these freaks again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm kidding. Uh, I don't mean to no, no, shame anybody though, or that, get on their that's kid. the entertaining shit. I know. No, well, no I, I do about. mean to say of, of those um people, like, would I be amazed? I, I know I would be because of, of my yeah. own, I used to pierce and anybody that came in to get their penis pierced, I was, I was like this straight laced kind of like um reserved. You wouldn't have ever thought that they had a Prince Albert. You know, oh, that happens often. It's always the the least likely characters. When I was in Cambridge, I had like professors from Harvard coming in, getting their junk pierced. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I do. 
I mean, not to tell their students when they come in, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But they do tell you then that they were professors at one point. They did oh, want yeah. that notoriety. Yeah, there was one guy who was a regular. He was a CEO of Disney in L.A. Came to me. He owned a home in Pennsylvania. Well, he had owned several homes, but he had this giant home. His primary residence was Pennsylvania, but he went to L.A. all the time because he's a CEO of Disney, right? And mm -hmm. uh, uh, more so than... We're not... Uh... We're not outing this guy on any accident. You need no, me to no, no, edit no, any of that out? There's a lot of them. He's he's a CEO of one faction of it. So there's, there's I got a lot you. of them. So no nothing, no one, no one anyone knows personally that you've heard of, probably. Um, but um, he was a dirty, dirty man. Um <laughs> uh had I mean, he had more metal under his below his belt than like I do on my whole head. You know what I mean? Like yeah, huge gain, like just lined it up loved it but no was, you said dirty man that's not what you like something else then oh he's a filthy pervert no he <laughs> okay horrible things to me too and like like it's like okay it's time to pierce you right and then uh -huh. we pull our pants down for that right he would just strip naked like i turned around to set up things to do a few things and i turned back he didn't even have socks on head to toe all <laughs> fall i'm like dude dude did not have to do that you know like old guy pudgy you know like just like mm -hmm. hairy and like oh, wow. has a wife and like runs this disney shit right and is saying filthy things to me flirting with me he's like you know you want to touch it and all these terrible just just dirtbag <laughs> like, so he up. didn't i've only pierced a few penises in my days yeah but every one of them said the same thing except for one guy one gay guy that came in it was one of the best transactions i've ever had with a penis because it was just like <laughs> that sounds weird, but it was Great. just professional in and out. And everybody makes it uncomfortable at some point with me or had because they say something. Every guy has always said it's usually bigger. Oh, my God. I love that you said that. I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it. And you I, hear it, I, too. I, that's every. Do you know how many thousands of penises I've pierced in my life? Every can, guy date. Why? What the only fuck? <laughs> why do you want it? I, I, you don't care. Do you care? <laughs> uh, can you? <sighs> I think I lost you again because I live in the country out here on a lake. Uh, okay. Are you there, brother? I'll yeah, I'm here. But, but hear you. You, you heard it too then. You hear it too where they say the same thing. They say it's usually bigger. Always. I've had people do like often guys because they're insecure. It's always straight guys. Never, never the gay mm -hmm. guys. Okay. And straight guys due to their insecurity a lot will have their girlfriend come into the room so they don't feel gay having a man touch their penis, you know? Yeah. Because they're yep. insecure with sexuality or whatever the reasons are. And they'll be like, oh, it's usually bigger than this. Tell them, honey, it is. And she'll be like, <laughs> oh my God, this is terrible. And I got to sit next to my, my fucking Wi-Fi or something. Oh, yeah. Technical difficulties. Oh, what? That's, that's a... I, I think I hear you. I hear you. Okay. Um, I, I don't know if I got. So when the girl comes in. I'm still laughing because these are also experiences I've had. I have a girl that comes in with her boyfriend one time though. And uh, you know, they, they 
both explained very professional. Um, he was a, a CEO of a supermarket, right? Oh, okay. And, uh, and, and they come in and they want to do this. They even explain, they're like, you know, it's sight sighting, you know, kind of, and we're doing it together. She's thinking she might get hers done when he got it pierced. He yelled swear words, right? Which isn't uncommon. Not he probably can help. Yeah. But every one of these swear words were, uh, what was it? Slut, fucking cunt, whore. I think that's what he said. <laughs> Not like motherfucker, you know, but like. No, like all whore. could be directed at his wife. Like this was a bad idea. Right, exactly. You wanted this. <laughs> oh, i'm sorry yeah i feel like if a, when a straight guy and it, and it always was straight guys that i pierced too that would always tell me it was bigger they they yeah. they make it so uncomfortable like i'm just doing a thing like it's my job gloves on whole yeah. sterile setup normal procedure all you got to do is pull your tribe out lay back and we're gonna get this done and then right. you gotta fucking have like a little show and present like now it's like, oh, man, you just made me like human. And if anybody's going to get their penis pierced, just heads up. Uh, we laugh at you about that. So <laughs> don't do it. Like, I know that you're going to want to do it. And you'll be like, oh, this is the moment when people when I heard Kyle and James were saying that I would feel one certain way. And I would want to break that somehow by explaining that normally my penis is bigger. Um, right. <laughs> this is not the time he's going to laugh at that. me. I like the same thing. Here's how I know it of some sorts. Um, I used to, I used to want to be a bodybuilder. If yeah. you see bodybuilders, they are fucking huge. Their bodies are fucking stacked and then oh, yeah. they have no penis. Yeah. They're hung like a white <laughs> twist. Dude. Yeah. No, I <laughs> now it's, it's not that they're not hung. Okay. Some of these guys I'm sure are just, they're batting. They're doing good. In the bedroom, yeah, yeah, right? yeah, but they're so jacked on testosterone at the moment, right? Everything and all their endorphins have no nuts anymore, yeah, yeah. So it's like your worst shrinkage day, yeah. Is but I don't, I, I'm already aware as a piercer, I'm already aware. No one need to let me know, yeah. <laughs> is I've it cold in here? Time. Can you heat <laughs> it up in here? What do you want? <laughs> yeah. I do know one dude did, um, <laughs> and I always question, he was. He, I, I question him still. He said, you know, Kyle, you got to get it hard before you, you know, even line it up. It's not going to be straight. <laughs> I was no, like, I, I think you're going to, yeah, you're not going to be straight if you get it hard before you line it up, buddy. That's, <laughs> I'm not, I, I really thought about it for a couple of minutes and I said, I don't think I care if it's straight. <laughs> you know, I think there's a, at the moment that you're showing your penis piercing off, job done. You already won that one. You know what I mean? Yeah, you got it. <laughs> you don't, no one's looking at it like, I don't know. Is it crooked? No one's analyzing the marks, bro. Exactly. Yeah. Like, how's yeah. that? I feel like that could have been a millimeter to the left, you know? No, no one cares. No one cares. <laughs> That's for function and for you to whip out as a bar trick or to get a girl to come on with you or whatever your reason is, you know? Yeah. No, but you don't, you, you haven't ever had need then to tell a guy to go fluff up. To No, to, there's no reason to. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. Okay. No, Good won. on you. Never, Good ever on you. Yeah, I question this. I also um piercing vaginas. I yep. remember I, I was doing a vagina and I, I charge uh, the, the same price because this is gotta be right. It's got like there's no way. Come on, if I charge less, I'm a fucking lecherous. Oh, piece you of can't shit. do that. So many people do that. They're like, oh yeah, genitals are this, but 
Prince Albert's and this or this, but three times more. And it's like, so yeah. you charge more to touch a penis because you're an insecure guy. Good job. You look like an idiot, you know? I'm, I'm getting ready to pierce uh, a girl's uh, hood. I, I've never, I was never competent enough to do a, a clit. It's myself, you know, people always yeah. mistake. You're just like, just do a hood. I can do that. Yeah, right? That's, that's my right. level. Yeah. So okay. she's coming to get in. I tell him the price back then. It was kind of I don't know what it would be now. I was charging one hundred and fifty. It was like fifty due to the piercing hundred dollar holding fee. And right. um, and they were like, oh, my God, what are you talking? About? I got mine up twenty dollars. That seems crazy. This is what one of her friends say. And right. I'm like, well, you know, I don't have any problem not doing it. So I, mean, I don't yeah. please don't take uh, offense to it. It's just for me to keep this, uh, you know, understood. And you wouldn't almost want me to charge less. I kind of explain that the girl decides she wants to get it done. We start doing it. I'm done. Done. Right. And in this her friends like, wait a second, you're already putting the jewelry in as I'm you know finishing up. I'm like, yeah, yeah, we're done. She's like, it took him 20 minutes to get the dots in the right place. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. did yeah. it what so he kept on just wiping them off he didn't want to use rubbing alcohol probably did he just probably said oh that one that one's in the wrong spot i rub it rub 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 come on more time with you with your pants off you know right oh my god yeah, yeah so terrible people. <laughs> learn a lesson too if you're going to get your stuff pierced pay it uh pay the premium <laughs> you're happier exactly. when you that do. is not where you bargain shop mm. you know what I mean? my, my wife paid the extra for my vasectomy she was like this you can get it for like 400 over here with these guys but fuck them because this guy's 200 bucks more out of trust them yeah yeah exactly no, no idea if it was better or not i probably would have been just fine over there but, <laughs> right, right but we'd rather be safe you know what i mean you don't compromise that's not an area of compromise mm -hmm. from bargain shopping like I said. if somebody is compromising their price they compromise other parts of their work. That exact. There's always a reason. Exactly. Absolutely. So people don't think like that. Sadly, they're not critical enough with that. Well, they're gonna be. That's that's why. That's why we got the show. That's why. <laughs> and that's why you're on it, James. Um, breadth of information. I appreciate it. Can you can you give us anything that we should know as potential clients beyond you know? Hey, you don't have to tell them. It's usually bigger. We know. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, what's that? I wouldn't just that. Anything that you you as you would uh, like your clients to be educated on? Um, mm. I mean, I think we just established it with the principle of the penis talk is we shouldn't compromise. That's not where you bargain shop is when it's dealing with permanent or semi permanent marks on your body and anything that's opening your bloodstream. I think that we should. Uh, we should do our diligent research and experience goes a long way. You know what I mean? So, um, I mean, I would just say that. That primary concept there, yeah, I guess, you know, can a, we imagine that exactly that if somebody doesn't charge, um, the, the going right, even then yeah. you can be pretty sure that they're not doing the same amount of research and then they don't have the same understanding because right. of the, their lack of interest. Right, right, exactly. Whatever it may be, wherever they're cutting corners, it doesn't matter. It just means that the corners are being cut and you should really question that, you know? Like, it could easily just be low-grade jewelry. They're buying cheap jewelry so they can afford to give you cheap piercings, so then you don't want that in your body. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot mm -hmm. of variables, but the principle will remain, you know? 
Um, yeah. How have you seen piercing change throughout? Because, I mean, I remember seeing it start out at like uh, 60 to 100 bucks for a ton. And then it went down to like 20 bucks for a ton uh, at, at its lowest. But yeah. 60 used to be the lowest, you know. Um, and I think a lot of it was you people were able to get barbells and, you know, uh, needles cheaper eventually. But then a lot of people seem to come in and they learned piercing uh, as a as a manager or a shop help. Yeah. And, and, yeah. And they figured that they could just do like they couldn't compete with someone like yourself that was experienced in experience. So they right. competed at price and they right. knew they could beat that fucking price up. And, and mm -hmm. actually it happened in Flint that we saw almost all of our good piercers for a large portion of the time because of an uneducated pop, you know, um, populace, I guess is what I want to say, yeah. but the, everybody buying didn't understand. So they would buy by price and there was $20, you know, piercings, buy one, get yeah. one free $20 piercings yeah, yeah. and piercers that were of any quality left Flint, Michigan. <laughs> they that, many of that them hap that happened in a lot of regions the 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 the, the is that, is that what... undercutting they lower the bar and then piercers that do this properly that get quality jewelry that's not cheap can't afford to pierce people anymore you know what i mean um i feel Until like that, people become that was a good era knowledgeable. i feel like mm -hmm. calm down. i feel like there aren't as many of those like public knowledge that's what's good there's a lot more public knowledge out there so more yeah. of the general public is a, becoming aware of this there was a good 10-year window or longer where that was a major issue all over and i feel like the past handful of years it's starting to subside a little because um again there's more public light brought on the quality of what you're doing to your body and you know whether it's the jewelry or the person and you know so on and so forth so they know to have a little bit more discrimination you know like um but, you know, prices went back up again, you know, for any quality mm -hmm. one, you know, so like in L.A., I mean, you know, tongue's probably hundred bucks, you know what I mean? Plus jewelry or something like that. And it's not right. much less than that here. Um, not that many people get tongues pierced anymore, but. Uh, was like it the, was it that uh, competition? If I, I remember around what, 2000, 2001, maybe even earlier than that. Actually, I guess I remember around like 1998 and 96. Was that what kind of helped inspire you to get out of Michigan too and see more of the world? Or did you have uh, that was becoming a slight issue at the time for me, but it's also just kind of coincided. Luckily for me, that's when I branched out and started to get into more body modification and doing conventions and. I'm an active person and like to integrate and do things and I'm a social person and everything. So, I mean, I just happened to luckily take my work elsewhere right around the time when that was happening. Actually, it wasn't necessarily planned like that, but it sure worked out in my favor. So I was touring, doing shows and things like that. So the basic piercing prices at the studio weren't hurting me that bad because I was doing more stuff elsewhere. You know what I mean? So, yeah. And then I, you know, and then once the shows blew up and I was started to teach, and then that that changed everything, you know what I mean? And so luckily I've been able to keep my standards high wherever I go because I have, you know, whatever said reputation. And so when I go somewhere, right. I can always, whenever I've moved, I luckily, you know, kind of get to cherry pick whatever best shop I can get into, you know what I mean? And stuff. So that's that's been beneficial big time for me. Um, you know, so I'm picky about where I go, you know, like when I went to Cambridge, that zone there is high money and high standards. That's where the best, probably three to five studios of all Boston area were at. And so I reduced it to those, you know, and, um, 
And um, now you've already got your own place, right? Adorn. Yeah, yeah. Well, I work at a regular studio here, actually, uh, in Salisbury, Mass., which is where I live. Um, it's right on. I live about a mile off the ocean. Um, so I'm just. How's like, the steak out there? Everything is amazing here. If you want good lobster, seafood, anything like that is amazing. The food here is oh shit! It's also Peter Gabriel Salisbury Hill, isn't it? Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, now I like it a lot. That you said Salisbury steak, and I actually was late to that party. So good job, by the way. Oh, Um, sorry, buddy. I I missed that one. That went right past me. (laughs) Good job. I didn't want to not give that credit. Oh, you're fine. I love it. It's but, worse um, now, almost. You know, I'd rather yeah, rather I, it kind of got under. Um, <laughs> Thanks for reminding everyone to, to miss that, James. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, because now everybody's <laughs> oh, dad jokes, great Kyle. Yeah, I love that's that. what we got. <laughs> I'm a grandpa now, so I get to do grandpa. You're a jokes, grandpa. Wow. For reals, yeah, I, yeah. Congrats. That's crazy. I'm gonna I do still- a ridge cap today, and then we'll be hanging out with my granddaughter uh, with any luck. Uh, you know, oh, later. Awesome. I love that. That's beautiful. Yeah, it's I'm been fun. A, I'm still just. Uh, I have pets. <laughs> so, that's as far as I made it, I didn't have any. So, are, any what? What do you see yourself in five years? Are are you are you kidding um, well, up? What, are you settling what, down, or is that not? Yeah, for I'm you? settling here. I think it seems to be so far. I'm more settled here than I have been a lot of places. Like I said, I'm quite a nomad. I've like I've lived in eleven states and thirty something cities in my life. So that's a whole lot of places to live. Mm. Um, but uh it's tiring and it's time to calm down you know also why i was leaving la um but um that's not a place to stay at long term at least not for me but um yeah so i'm i I work at a studio here in salisbury which is insanely busy it's the busiest shop i've worked at aside from los angeles in my whole career um which is crazy because it's salisbury is not a big place it's a smaller town and it's quiet and which is wonderful but there are literally never heard of it right exactly (laughs) I didn't either until I moved here. And um, it's uh, it's wonderful, though, because we've got like a 30, 40 mile radius of all these smaller communities that have we have no competition. So we just have a range of people and it's been there for 28 years or something. So it has a great reputation. Um, but yeah, so I live in a quieter space. I work three miles from my house and then I have a private you- for the body modification, which I'm trying to grow that in a slightly different direction um slightly more spiritually involved i've been doing a lot of uh different work out here i i like host men's support groups every month um for a safe space for men to men's support group sounds like a bunch of ladies showing up to that right (laughs) but i don't think a man can show up to a men's support group i'm pretty sure you lose your card as soon as you open go through the door (laughs) They got a bongo for us to beat on? Come on. No, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> right. But yeah, they're not far off. It's some hippie shit, but I'm, I'm, that's kind of the journey I'm at right now. And uh, Is it is that help? So the what is the focus on a men's support group? It's it literally just a safe space for men to show vulnerability because, like I was saying earlier, that's actually where our strength lies. And so... Um, you know, oh, that the, way they can they don't have to worry about showing any of it when they're out in society they have, or well, public. They, that because makes they sense. don't have outlets. It's healthy. It's a healthy outlet. You know what I mean? A lot of men don't have that. There's a lot of pressure on men in society due to some toxic masculine traits. We've all been trained and taught and forced and bred to like not feel emotion to not express emotion or weakness. And, you know, and it's OK to do that. Don't be weak. But I mean, you have weak moments. And it's okay to allow that. And so like, it's a safe space basically, but, um, 
And I work with, uh, I've been working with plant medicine too. So I've been doing like herbalism, but like actual plant medicine, like psychedelic plant medicines as well. Um, okay. I actually, um, I actually have been a guide for a psilocybin ceremony facility, uh, nonprofit organization out here. Um, and it's legal because it's within our, uh, our religious rights um, to do that. So, um, what religion? Well, I mean, it's really. Oh, damn it. <laughs> it's killing me. This is, it's always on the good stuff, too, ain't it? <laughs> it's right when we get to the best shit. I'll remember my question. I don't know what it is. Oh, yeah. I might have lost you, brother. I don't know if you can hear me. I can me. hear you. I can hear okay. you. Okay. Right. Um, what religion? I'm sorry. Um, it's not a set religion. It doesn't have to be a denoted denomination that we all would know. What it okay. is is the personal religious right to observe that this is more of like a healing sacrament. Um, because it really is. I mean, you know, the, I'm sure you're aware enough of the huge, huge attention drawn to psilocybin in the medical field Recent, for. Yeah for depression and stuff like that. And so that's what we're doing. We're hosting ceremonies um, at the sanctuary uh, that, that help people through traumas and things like that through, through psilocybin and stuff. And so I actually guide, I'm one of the primary guides through ceremony for that. Oh, ayahuasca uh, and uh, uh, DMT. Sister. Yep. Okay. All of that. They're all, they're Are all you... relatives. I have friends that do ayahuasca churches too and stuff. You and, don't yourself. I, we don't offer it, uh, but I've okay. done it. Yeah. Um, I've definitely sat with it many times, but, um, okay. I got uh, some DMT at home that I'm really scared to do. That's the whole reason I'm questioning you on this. What the okay. fuck should I be prepared for? Should I just leave it alone? Which I'm not um, going to just, by the I way, I'm going to end up doing it. But <laughs> I think, I mean, have you had mushrooms before? Yeah. Okay. So imagine a very pureed version of something like that. It's different. Like the different plant medicines, they do have different effects, but they're all generally taking you to a similar realm, you know, the state of mind and being um, like whether it's LSD or ayahuasca or, you know, Bufo, San Pedro, there's a ton of them. And um, well, I didn't even know. I've only known of those few. Yeah, there's a ton. And uh, it, it, what DMT is a really condensed form. It lasts like 10, 15 minutes. Um, but okay. like you lose concept of time to you, it could have been a thousand years. Um, complete dissociation, pretty much of your of, of yourself it's a, you dissolve your ego which is a healthy thing for a lot of us actually um will that. i be running in the streets new you will not you will be laying you will you will hit it you will smoke i would say you really want to get three hits it's hard once you get the second hit you start uh -huh. to fizzle out of <laughs> a little bit but really go for the third hit if you want to make it worth your time um, oh okay because so, that's when you that's when you see the tongue of the, of the turtle think, or something when, you, you see, you'll see some things for sure. Um, a very, it'll be a geometric uh, fractal light show, but it'll be way more than that. That'll be your visuals, maybe. There's a lot of different realms with DMT, though. Uh, with that, uh huh. <laughs> you went out again, brother. For for on our end, I'll, I'll let you know when we can hear you again. I should tie this up, but this is fucking, it's, it's really good. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's not. It's good. It feels good. Can you hear me? 
I can hear you, brother. Okay, dude, brother. I, I should probably wrap this up because of technical difficulties and all. But yeah, every yeah. time okay. I've even wanted to come close, giving you your day back to you. Yeah, this is good, dude. You, we're learning here. <laughs> and maybe even my wife is getting less scared of me doing um, DMT. Cause, yeah, you'll cause... only be out of commission for 10 or 15 minutes, buddy. You're just going to lay on the couch. That's all you're doing. You're not getting up. Or moving. Okay. So don't worry about that. You won't be naked in the streets. She, Andy doesn't have to worry about that either. <laughs> right on. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, you find that it helps uh, heal people then it, from, from, from what? Mm -hmm. I have watched more monumental healing from people with this than anything in my entire life, hands down. Uh, it's insane. People like people like with addiction issues say I've had friends that are like pill popping, cigarette smoking, alcohol drinking. Well, we're not friends. There's people that come find us or whatever. But, um, mm -hmm. you know, they're just loaded up with all these bad habits and vices that control their life. And like they can leave one ceremony and never feel the urge to pick up a cigarette or a drink again because they have peace in themselves. See, I've um, heard that with DMT, but also with, yeah, psilocybin, yeah, with a up. guided psilocybin. It yeah, must guide be a bit helps. different. It's it's very helpful. A guide makes all the difference in the world. I wouldn't even bother doing it without one now myself, even actually, even though I'm very seasoned with it for I mean, I've been dabbling in hallucinogenics since I yeah, school. But you still so. you still do it with uh, someone to help guide you through. Now I do. Now now that I know the difference, it's insane. Yeah, just someone sitting there, like you need something to bounce something off of, and sometimes you need to be wrangled. You lose you lose your way sometimes and you can navigate the space and people do like internal trauma healing. Like they'll find they'll find wounds within them that they they've suppressed their whole life from like say made child abuse or something like that you know from a parent mm -hmm. or, an uncle or something and they've assessed it and they found peace with it they can almost forgive the person afterwards even you know like crazy monumental things like yeah wow. the list goes on but yeah like, now, now when the guide is there with you is he also using or uh, usually like what we do is we we have a, not to the extent like when i'm when i'm guiding uh psilocybin i'll take a small micro dose so where i'm in the energetic space of it but i'm still completely okay. troll you know i could go drive a car and i'd be fine you know what i mean right go, Yo, so, yeah but i'm still uh we're not advocating operating heavy machinery no, I it, but I'm, just, I'm capable of you know uh, but uh yeah so like you're you're in the general space with them now so i'm a little bit more in tune with them mm -hmm. so yeah so like small amounts like with ayahuasca but they're going big balls to the wall kind of that's usually going to be one to three hours am i wrong uh yeah but i go usually about three to five hours actually yeah right on that's good that's got to get into some some money to do it properly then too i mean you have to yeah, be yeah, compensated like and Oh yeah, a solo ceremony. Someone because we have like a little VIP set set up for a ceremony, and they have two guides there. Well, basically one guide and one assistant, and that's like twelve hundred dollars. Um, okay. Then we can do some group ones where, but then you're sharing. That's interesting because then you have like a handful of people, and uh, sometimes one person's sucks up all the attention and really affecting someone else's. Yeah, exactly. So that's a little bumpy sometimes. But like, yeah, I wanted to go get my ceremony. smoking figured out and little fucking, I was raped when I was a kid starts crying. Everybody's helping her. I'm like, Hey, what about my nicotine? Oh, <laughs> uh, we lost you again. I love it. Can you hear me? I can hear you, brother. 
Okay. <laughs> but yeah, somebody will suck up the attention, the 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 moments in the room, right? That 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 happens. So like we we've just actually just recently decided to curb the groups and start doing more solo things because it's just too much. And right. then it's not fair for the person that came and spent money to sit there when they were interrupted by someone else's you know, cause some people get loud, they get vocal, get they crying and you know, whatever and right. stuff. And uh so um it gets tough, you know um no now now at, at 1200 that might seem even uh expensive to somebody but now as i really to me because you know i always got the the broke brain but um right when i really put it through it if we're talking about quitting cigarette smoking even that's huge yeah. that's huge right? like, and, and the amount of money that people spend on quitting every year alone yeah uh, mm -hmm. or, or yeah. to get over uh past trauma that Fuck that shit holds you back. Therapists and meds for years of your life. You know what I mean? Yeah. When you can have a healthy experience, no new addictions, because half the meds they give you, you're just creating other problems and dumbing yourself down and creating new vices. So it's not really helping you. Mm -hmm. You're just putting band-aids on things so you don't deal with it. Now, your life pretty much leads you to this understanding. But also, I'm curious what there has to be more education for you than into doing this, too, that, that you're yeah, following. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's what's been a lot of my last few years out here has been next. I mean, piercing, I I have that down. <laughs> it turns out. Yeah. So, um, so my side time, I've been delving into that more. And like, you know, I'm at this at my shop, like three, four days a week. I help ceremonies a handful of times a month. And then now I have a, my private studio. And the private studio is actually not just body mods. It's more of like, I'm still creating its thorough concept, but it's like a like a healing body arts in a manner. Now, I still will have people come in and just get their tongue split and stuff, of course. But there are some people that the pain is actually therapeutic in a manner. And so we're utilizing it okay. almost. So if I could take a hybrid minus using the psychedelics, but a hybrid of the guiding ceremony and the mm -hmm. enlightenment that with people along and with the modification process or scarification say like we, we will create a design that's a symbol of you know a forever reminder that you've etched in and earned it and felt it mm -hmm. to like find you to heal over said trauma or issue and things like that like a symbol of whatever it might be and then the process of earning it it's like a rite of passage you know so that's really what temple adorns more geared towards i mean it's still a body modification facility but it's got a healing uh, aspect to it what it doesn't have is good wi-fi <laughs> i lost you again james Ooh. i think it's right at the best point though though i think that's really good time to end it to be honest we Sounds got good. body adorned in there i know yeah. where you're going with it i can't you wait to it. come out and do some mushrooms i'm serious <laughs> yeah, i do no i brother. really do and um, yeah. and I know the the benefits of it. I've seen it, and that's even why I've been scared to do the DMT. Is I'm scared to give up. I think I'm pretty awesome the way I am now with all my vices, and I'm like, what if I end up like not drinking coffee tomorrow? Right. <laughs> what, there, there is a fear involved with that. Those are our things. Those are our little mm -hmm. moments to get us through the day. But then what you do is you free yourself up to have so much more for yourself instead of relying on something else to help you through your day, you know? So it is beneficial, but it's frightening to let go, you know? We're very attached yeah. to it, you know? Oh, that coffee tastes so good. Right? You're like, I don't want to not taste it. I'm not drinking you know this what? <laughs> and, and I've already done the bargaining with it where um, right. <laughs> uh, where where I add a lot of chicory root, which is healthy. Yeah. Oh, it's and, healthy. Uh, 
and takes down the amount of caffeine. But what? I still hit my 400 milligrams or whatever it is every day. I know I hit that and then a little more, you know? Yeah. 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 Yep. So I, I, and as stupid as that sounds, I guess, but really that is um, a concern that I've had with. I don't with, think, I don't think from one DMT experience, you'll stop that. Like if you really want to have that, like that's not a bad vice to have. That's not a terrible thing. Right. You know, I mean, right. it could be worse. You know, you're probably. How, but I how think, about hating my mother and all of Christianity? That probably um, could go away huh <laughs> yeah i mean you'll hate them still but it won't be a you'll under you still won't like any of them but you'll be understanding to their point more <laughs> yourself yourself uh you've probably dealt with christianity quite a bit or some oh. amounts of it oh, because absolutely. of your your alt um your fringe uh not really just work but almost existence because of the people that your work gets you in close relation with um is going to be the antithesis in a lot of times to christian um yeah desire oh, to limit have people's had, freedom i don't know what the fuck their problem I've is but god christian damn it protest uh really -oh. you no no yeah, i got you the show i put on in, in north carolina <laughs> Really? What yeah. they just show up to say Jesus yeah, doesn't like this? Time. There's about 15 of them. You know what I mean? They, they Do they not everybody. understand Jesus was into piercing? Right? Like, hey, <laughs> I should have done because I have a Christ post suspension I idea where I hang, I hook my arms and my arms are hung out like a uh -huh. crucifixion. I should have done that one for him. <laughs> they, they so they were all pissed off though that you were doing these things to the body that yeah 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 they were trying to get people to not come to the show and guide them and give them pamphlets for Jesus and not condone. Oh, self-harm and all this other crap and deviance and things like that you know so yeah, right was... <laughs> you know it's it might all be their course until one day yeah. these these same deviants will one day be passing out flyers for jesus in the front being like i used to do it and yeah, now right. i don't have my first finger and i miss it i can no longer <laughs> pick my nose <laughs> bullshit so I, found <laughs> I still don't have a finger though but yeah, but take this pamphlet from me and, and Jesus Christ can save. Um, yeah, I find Christians really like to limit uh, freedom and even the freedom to sin, which I don't understand at some points. And then freedom, like at some point, people will say, you know, we're being cursed. Christians will say, you know, like Katrina happened for uh, new orleans you know so right. long ago and and that was some christians were coming out saying that was a judgment from god right and, right and you're like what a fucking shitty you are first off god's a dick um and second off your god's a dick i, I more should say you know if that's <laughs> right. that's yeah, the way he does god it you man <laughs> yeah and let's remember that he did promise the last time he did that that he didn't like that he did that and i know god doesn't make mistakes but he did kind of say he would never flood the world again. So kind of fuck him twice on that one. Right, if it's right, him, right. you know, and, and also yeah. though, the idea that so much sin could e exist that then other people that might even be righteous could be harmed from right. the bad. So those righteous, they have to go out and make sure that you can't drink alcohol. Yeah. Make sure that you can't pierce yourself. Yeah. Make sure that you can't, live the life that you feel you want to live as a fingerless person or a, a penisless dude. I don't know what, um, 
I, I more mean to say the transgender issue right now is is appalling to me the way Christians are treating it and the way many normal people are allowing themselves to be swayed because of their own fears of pissing in a bathroom. Yes. It's disgusting. Listen, people have the right to pee no matter how crazy you imagine them to be. Ooh, that rhymes. So it must be true. (laughs) But like, like the, and, and I feel I've, I'm in tattoo studios, which are usually kind of, um, safe havens for a fringe thought you know right and 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 so many of my peers are are arguing with me that they don't feel comfortable with their daughters peeing in a bathroom with a guy dressed in a dress and certainly in that vernacular it sounds bad yes it does and when you put it in the context of uh, uh, you don't want your daughter peeing in a bathroom with a woman that was born a biological man. It sounds a little bit better. Or yeah. you don't want him peeing with a man that identifies as a woman and is transitioning. Uh, right. But moreover, all this is about passing. Like if if that woman looks enough like a woman to you, you're good, which is weird yeah. to me. Yeah, it just, like, yeah, you're, you you're, you're not basing it on their behaviors. There's right. no sign that this is a behavior that you have to be concerned about. You've right. made up this fear in your fucking broken little brain. I'm sorry, I'm being rude now, but you've made up this fear that your daughter will somehow be harmed by this person because they but but if they pass your detection of of your own visibility, like if that person looks enough like a female, then right. you have no problem with it. Right. And how how does someone not see the gigantic flaw in that design? You know, I don't know. And and I keep on hearing again and again because of their fears of it. My like I try to get them to understand that the fear of that then means that their son will be pissing in a urinal and in walks some girl and she pulls up her dress and pulls out a great big hog and starts pissing and making him feel (laughs) like he doesn't have a big enough dick because this woman has a bigger one than him in the whole world's fucked up. So, so moreover, I really just don't want to walk around and poop. I, I don't like smelling it when I'm at a restaurant, you know? Yeah. So like, not, not what do you guys, everybody has the right to pee and poop. Um, you are no better. Well, like we've done this before with bathrooms, you sick fucks. We have done this before with bathrooms where they were okay. And you use the same fears of the bathroom. It was just based on the color of someone's skin. You sick fuck. Exactly. Nothing's changed. This is a this is a rights issue. And you fucking weirdos need to calm down with your space in your brains where your perversions go off to where you think that things are occurring. Because there are laws that protect your children and yourself inside of bathrooms. They are the same laws. They don't need like if you try to molest somebody in a bathroom, you will get the stiffest penalty of the law. You don't need to throw on that it was that you were dressed the wrong way for this person's i'm sorry that's my long diatribe no it's okay those are all valid statements my friend (laughs) (laughs) i imagine it's a safe space to express this because of the people that you've seen in so many different scenarios so let's imagine that you've been to these fetish clubs and you see people that are fetishized they're not necessary people would judge them at that moment pretty harshly 
from yeah. their puritanical standpoint sometimes. However, yeah. those people go back into society, don't harm other people. They no. act like normal people, and you wouldn't even fucking know that they exist. And some of no. them are the same ones making this judgment on them. You know, right. the one, they, right. they got like, I don't, uh, they vote against gay rights and then they have a gay Twitter account or something. Yeah, right, it, right. There's a Republican guy that votes against gay rights and he, he, uh, follow, he commented to a guy something like, you could make everyday unicorns and rainbows to, to a picture of this guy's butt. Right. <laughs> like real stuff. Like right. a lot of times, even, I think the people that push that, like, oh, that's terrible. The reason they see that as terrible is because it exists in them in such a strong amount that they've built up strongholds so that they can feel normal, but they break and they, they jag or hoover that shit up in a fucking dress and they go dance and they give a drag show to all their fucking sorority sisters, brothers, whatever. Like it. So get off it. If careful, I don't know. All right. Let, let me ask you on it. <laughs> Your opinion of people from seeing these fringes has it diminished and it made you think that the world is a degraded um whole or no, have I you found it very versatile actually okay. i don't feel that really i think that i i mean i will say i observed uh you know some of it is actual you know those are outlets for some deeper seated issues you know what i'm saying but need a guided psilocybin trip and you'll get that fixed yeah, we'll tie you right up. Here's a couple. Here's a couple grams of mushrooms, and let's fix you up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but overall, humanity's yeah. still doing good. Uh well, you know, that's that's a that's a heavy heavy statement, really. I mean, I can't vouch for that entirely. I'm pretty disappointed well, in the quite. I'm often, going off of I your think. fringe of these. You you stayed in these circles. You weren't so appalled. I can imagine no, you don't no, talk about them was, in bad I mean, regard. In, in the fringe circles, I mean, if, if you want to come to a human's character, I met mm -hmm. some of the most beautifully, wonderful, harmless, understanding, open-minded individuals in that fringe realm. I mean, really, um, there were the you know a lot of times it's the people that were ostracized from society or felt singled out or left out or you know socially awkward or whatever the reasons were and stuff like that. And so they've all been humbled by the hardships and hard judgments of of the structure of the society and the silly paradigm that it has than it is. But um, so like, I mean, really in that realm, I mean, yeah, we can say that they had some habits and some sexual deviance, but they still, they were beautiful. Still were a better person than, than your, you know, than some of your local ministers were, you know what I mean? I do. Um, I just get done watching that Hillsong thing. I don't know if you've seen the secrets of Hillsong. Mm -mm. Um, and it really, it, oh, I mean, just, it's, it's a pretty, standard almost story right of just like one group of people hating something really bad only to find out that it exists in large amounts inside of their organization uh like right. the catholic church i was saying that the satanists were trying to rape your kids and then we find out they were just pissed off about the possibility of competition right <laughs> they were like no we, we are raping your kids we do not want them getting raped by the satanists that makes them impure. No. I wouldn't rape a child after he was raped by a Satan. Uh, right? <laughs> That's dirty. Can you imagine? <laughs> I need mean, impure. Like maybe I'll take a second hand after the Pope or a, right. a Archbishop Diocese. I'm sorry to talk that way, people, but fuck <laughs> religion in its weird ass hierarchical of that that creates that 
that space for and i think i guess what i you've given me what i wanted <laughs> that you're the piece that i needed to hear is that oftentimes those making the judgments are the dirty of society and that those that might have felt right uh relegated to the shadows um you actually get to experience those people and find them to be good humans worthwhile people um who are not trying to harm others trust many I'm losing you mm -hmm. with my children hypothetically if I had any you know what I'm saying before I would uh some of these uh these rule makers and these uh trusted people trying to uh you know put boundaries and restrictions and judgments and on everything that we do is if they're in any sort of higher position to do that above me you know mm -hmm. as if they're I, any the, the, where, where they're well those that think that the that they stand for freedom as long as that freedom is to is inside of their ideas isn't that even a metallica song right. their parameters yeah freedom with our exceptions or um james thank you yes. so much bomb waxing too philosophical to, to keep <laughs> okay, going okay. on with this okay, okay, i okay. know that i'm ruining things when i start talking this much <laughs> okay. um Thanks. Huh. Thanks for being a part of this, man. I, I look forward to catching up with you. And I really do. Uh, I I would like to do some mushrooms with you, brother. I would like to oh. figure that out. So the next time I see you, I'm going to come with a, some cheddar and some uh, some time. We'll That'd see if we can fix that little child inside. Here, brother. You know, I could put you up if you want to do some work. I mean, you can always do guest spot if you want to. Studio, cool. either one. Hell yes. Or if you just want to hang out and not work, you know, we can do that too. Um, That's always fun. You can go visit Joe. He lives about an hour away. Um, yes, yes. But, uh, yes, brother. I'd love to have you here. And thank you for having me on this. I appreciate it. It's been wonderful. No to problem. Chat the most I've talked to you in some years. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel like I, I get to know you a lot more, especially, man, we haven't, um, what's it been like 10 years, I think, since we had seen each other last. At least. Both, both of us have done a lot since I really hung out with you. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, that gets me to Candy's favorite part of the show, actually. Yeah. Ask me a question. You got, you got any questions for me? For you put me on the hot seat yeah Ooh. um oh i wasn't prepared for that um <laughs> think well that brings me to the other part we're gonna start getting people prepared we're gonna be like hey <laughs> there's a segment right. yeah there's, there's a chunk where you gotta ask me something too um well i mean what's your intention with the podcasts i guess um, like mm -hmm. what, what, what's your goal with you doing these? I mean, what's, what's your dynamic? Uh, well, this podcast really helps me, uh, show that to be honest, you've done a great job. My goal with the podcast is to learn more about the world, um, to see other people's viewpoints. And then to, to me, this is kind of like child's pose for me. If this right, like right. a restorative pose, like yeah. that's why I know it's time to end it when I started getting so full because I'm starting to talk about my, um ideas of and i know yeah. that they're a mirror board of yours or you know that they're very similar yeah yeah but yeah, we have a lot <laughs> uh that's where i i, I want to i often have people on here that don't see eye to eye with me and it makes it's been making me feel a little more at peace with with other people not seeing that way <laughs> so my intention is to keep ironing myself out and to allow people uh, a window into you know what i'm learning about and what i'm surrounded by as well as the life that i have which like yours has been blessed i started to look around 
and say, wow, fucking, I know a dude who, I know you didn't. Here's Miley Cyrus's vag. But I want to no. be able to say that. If you were to ever get it pierced, it would have been me. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah, you followed me. Yeah, like yeah, I know yeah. so many amazing, amazing people. You know, Captain and Maybell are going on uh, Francis Ford Coppola's next movie. Oh wow! Right? Like wow. I, I, I've got a friend that was in The Matrix. Um, I've got a friend that was in Stranger Things. You know, and and all these, they're little things, right? That but fuck. One day we're just hanging out, and I I meet Bobby Brown. Who does that happen to? Nice, nice. Like dude. I let me let me tell you a story about meeting Bobby Brown actually for a second. I guess because it's fun. I'm with the Enigma, and I'm telling him that Bobby Brown is in the bar now. Originally, I always play the game, uh, you know, spot the celebrity, yeah. like Jay Leno used to have, and I just make up. Well, this guy walked in looking like Bobby Brown, but I, of course it wasn't right. So I just said, "Hey, everybody, yeah. look, it's Bobby Brown," and right. thought nothing of it. And everybody's like, "Kyle, you're always an idiot. Who cares?" You know, and they move on. <laughs> the Moments usual, later, right? we recognize that this is fucking Bobby Brown. Stelios is over there chatting him up like for 20 minutes. Candy's like, look at <laughs> that guy you said looked like Bobby Brown. Stelios is talking to him at the bar. I look and I say, you know why? That's fucking Bobby Brown. That's actually motherfucking Bobby Brown. <laughs> it's motherfucking Bobby Brown. So I'm going to go tell the Enigma about it. And you know, the Enigma's yeah. tattooed head to toe with puzzle pieces. Oh, his yeah, eyes are buddy. blacked he, out. Yeah, he's scars all over he, his face. Awesome. I had him in my house and thanks for Thanksgiving in LA, actually. Yeah, he's good people. Oh wow. Yeah, that we're, is we're, awesome. We're good friends. Yeah, we're good friends. Small world too. Yeah. Well, Enigma, I be I go to him and I'm like telling him, you know, he's he's kind of in and out of touch with the world, right? So I go and I like to do Bobby Brown's here. He's like, Bobby, Bobby, who? I don't know no Bobby Brown. And I'm like, dude, fucking um, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Married to Whitney Houston. He's like, I barely even know her. You know, I've heard the name, but I'm like, uh, fuck, dude, my prerogative, do what I'm gonna do, man. And he's like, uh, damn, that jam, dude. Oh my god, that was my jam. Let me think of this. And he starts trying to think the lyrics. As he is thinking of the lyrics, Bobby Brown is getting ready to leave the bar, but he's gonna have to go talk to the most, you know, weird looking motherfucker in there, right? Uh, so right, yeah, yeah. He's beelining it for the puzzle face, <laughs> you know, head to toe, blue face, you know, scars yeah, out. Oh, yeah. He's oh, heading yeah. over there and he's like, hey, what's up? When he's walking up to him, he sees uh, or him, he's he sees the enigma trying to remember the lyrics and the bass line. <laughs> of his song that he wrote, right? So he's like, hey, man, I got to say, I, I'm about to get out of here, you know, but I got to say what up to the you know most unique motherfucker in here. What's a, what? What is it? Now, Enigma's got a whole spiel that he goes into, too, right? Right, like, right, right. He's like, well, actually, the puzzle pieces are on the inside because the tattoo is for me. You only see the backside, blah, blah. And he's going on about yeah. his different things, you know, and he wants to be done, though, because he wants to get back to the conversation with me where he can try and remember the lyrics to Bobby Brown's song. <laughs> That's more important than talking to Bobby Brown. Yeah. <laughs> he turns back and he's like, yeah, dude, that was my jam. It was like, uh, I can do what I want to do. He gets the baseline and then Bobby cuts in and he says, yeah, man, when I was like nine years old, you know, they bought me a Casio keyboard and uh, you know, that was the only baseline I could make was man, 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 man. So, you know, I go to making a song. I'm going to fucking, that's what I'm going to do. Enigma kind of hears it wrong. <laughs> and he just, <laughs> he thinks that this guy is offering too much personal information about it. And he can play the same beat that he's doing or something. And so he turns back to him though, polite, 
and gives him his attention again. And he says, yeah, so what, what are you in town for? And he's like, oh, yeah, you know, we're we doing a little thing here. Got, got the band going, you know. And he's like, oh, really? You're in a band? And he's like, yeah, I'm in a band, man. And he's like, where were you playing? And he mentions like the Coliseum or something. He's like, whoa, right. big venue. What's the name of your band? <laughs> I couldn't help it. I'm just like, the name of his band is Bobby Brown's Backup Singers. <laughs> anyways that kind of amazing shit i want to be able to share with uh with the world because i we lead blessed lives you know that many yeah. people do not get to escape their nine to fives their angers at their bosses on a daily basis and um somehow this this freedom that we've experienced from this uh it's catharsis and some people for some people i think you know yeah absolutely absolutely that's valid it's been so healthy for me i love that you're i mean see in this this, that in itself the fact that you said meeting people that oppose your views even helps iron you out like you're consciously doing this even if uh some of it doesn't um flow in your comfort zone it's still uh Yes. You're using an avenue for personal healing and development and growth and sharing it with the world, though, in an in a, in a interesting way. Yeah. And I guess I should share the psilocybin trip I do, too. huh? Yeah, exactly. We'll <laughs> document. We'll just do that live. We'll do a live one. <laughs> you can tell everyone about it while you're in it. <laughs> Sounds scary, man. I was I always know that, like, it. when my brain um, when when I get old and my brain really starts to go, I'm getting the dementia, I'm pretty sure. And I don't know what it was, but when I was a baby, a little toddler, an adolescent, up to up to a kid, man, I used to pull my wang out all the time for any <sighs> given. It wasn't like a lot of people do that when they become teens and stuff. Yeah. Not then. For some reason, just baby on up to like, I don't know, eight, nine years old. Yeah. Kyle's dick was always out. And okay. I'm, I got this fear. So I don't think I could do the psilocybin trip because anywhere I go in my mind, I'm always like, Kyle, I'm going to pull my dick out. Yeah, I just know if I get when I get to be uh, dementia ridden, yeah, I, know, I can already hear it. Oh, Mr. Dunbar, put your penis back in put it, again. Put it away. Put it away. <laughs> Walking down the hallway with your penis out. <laughs> yeah, it don't sound good. Old wrinkly balls. <laughs> Can't tell them apart from your fucking wang. Right. <laughs> just big, <laughs> big wad of skin hanging and flapping on the wind. This is a mud flap after a while, you know, right? Yeah, was, uh, my balls are looking more like bubble gum every day as it is. Oh, it's been incredible. sitting in the hot sun on the bottom of a bench, you know, <laughs> with, two, with two golf balls inside of it. Like that can only <laughs> last so long. Or they're going to bust out of there. Anyway. One rolls out of your pant leg one day, you know. Yeah, careful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What is that? Um, uh, Johnny Knoxville style. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> well, that's old lefty. Hold on. Pick him up. Need Did help. you get to meet any of those kids? I did not actually, which is odd. It seems like that would have been a circle I would have crossed paths with, but it, it, it. you would think, yeah. But you're it, up here with all these CEOs and stuff from Disney. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I met so many different people. The flavors are the list is too long, but yeah, no. Somehow I I missed that alignment. I'm not sure how that works, but yeah. <clears throat> well, there's always time. Yeah, we're yeah. long. Oh yeah, love you, brother. Thanks for being love a part of this. Have. Thank you for and, having uh, me. Yeah, come back anytime you have anything that you might want to use this platform for. Fucking yeah, please, yeah, yeah. you know, give me an excuse to have you on again. I'll talk to you have, soon. I always have stuff to say. You take care, Kyle. Be well, brother, and I'll see you soon enough, all right? Thank you. Later. All right, take care, bud. Bye.